0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand?
1: Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Your Nation Radio podcast. Network. Now we are in the doldrums of the season. Yes, uh, June 1st was yesterday. I'm recording this Wednesday afternoon, early Wednesday afternoon, June 2nd. So post-June 1st, a lot of moves can happen in the NFL. This might be the end of like officially, officially. Officially, finally, Jason uh, Jason, Alshon-Jeffrey and Malik Jackson being off the Eagles. So we will see that move probably coming in the coming days and maybe next week. But I'm not going to really talk about real X's and O stuff right now. Obviously, there's not a lot going on. I could do a podcast like, are the Eagles going to trade for Julio Jones? No, the Eagles aren't going to trade for Julio Jones. Would I like that actually? maybe. I mean, you want to surround Jalen Hurts with as much talent as possible, give him a chance to be a true franchise quarterback, and they will have possibly three first-round picks next year. I know Julio is a little older, but still maybe the most dominant receiver in the league. Uh, first out Hall of Famer, guy here who come in, and if you pair him with uh, uh, Jalen reger who is your slot receiver, and he can have that pressure offer him after a up-and-down and fairly disappointing rookie season. I know it was injury plagued, but still disappointing. And then you have Devonte Smith, who comes in and is a number two receiver, and still could be like the most dynamic rookie receiver since Deshaun for the Eagles, it would be transformative. Now, is it going to happen? No, but you know, is it the smartest move? No, but I'm here for the vibes. I'm here to have some fun, and that's probably that goes right into our topic for today. So I do a, a weekly mailbag feature for BGN. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, if you like this podcast, go go read it every week. It's the Weapon X Mailbag, obviously named after the great Brian Dawkins. You know, I'm a huge Wolverine fan x-men marvel fan and of course brian dawkins is my favorite eagles of all time ricky water's sneaky too cool for the eagles yeah we could talk about it. i don't have ricky waters on my list i did a top 10 list my boy uh, ducky over here commenting on here so when i do these i'm recording this on youtube so i keep plugging it out there i do go live on youtube i don't really like publicize it just because i want to get it over with and do it and you know i'm not making this live podcast it's not a live podcast live video it's not like i'm doing this post draft or, you know, on a Thursday night before the Eagles play on Sunday, maybe during the regular season as I'm getting more into this YouTube stuff, we will do that. But today I am talking about, but first I want to plug, last podcast two weeks ago wore a Sixers jersey, Allen Iverson, wearing another Allen Iverson jersey t-shirt today, representing the Sixers who were attempting to close out their first round series against the Washington Wizards tonight. Today's topic, again, going for the vibes, coolest Eagles ever. This was inspired, as I was talking about the mailbag. A mailbag question I got this week. You said, is Jalen Hurts the coolest Eagles player ever? No. I mean, I'm obviously the, the big Jalen Hurts guy, and, you know, he's cool. He's awesome. His leadership, his, his vibes, his uh, aura, his juice around him is is incredible. But, obviously, he's played – he started four games as an Eagle. We can't really put him up there yet. Maybe if he has an unbelievable season this year and, you know, proves to be the franchise quarterback, he could go up there in the top ten, maybe the top five. But, again, as a huge Jalen Hurts guy, it's it's way too early for this. So I made a quick – 10 Eagle ranking for this. Obviously it skew- skewers a little newer and I'm kind of having guys, the, the oldest guy I have played in like the early to mid eighties into the late eighties. Um, you know, I'm 27 years old. So I do well represent the Buddy Ryan era, that whole era of Eagle football, And also obviously I've become a fan since I was, you know, six years old really. So for the last 20 or so years, but let's take it off. Number 10 could be a little bit of a controversial choice, He's someone who's dynamic, exhilarating. You'll never forget watching him play football, but there are some off the field things that are understandably taken away from that. So Michael Vick, he didn't have the dog fighting stuff. I think I'm a big dog lover. I know a lot of people are out there who absolutely hate him because of it. I think he went to jail and served his time and actually served a little bit more of a sentence than he would have normally because of his status as an NFL player. So obviously someone who could have been in the top five, maybe, but that kind of, that knocks him down for me. But Michael Vick in 2010, as captivating as a talent as I've ever seen in the, in the National Football League. We have the Monday Night Massacre in Washington. We have him coming in relief against Green Bay in Week 1. We have the iconic Miracle at the New Meadowlands. Michael Vick could do it all is, you know, maybe the most talented player we've ever seen. It, it's, a, it's a thing where, you know, Andy Reed got him to end late in his career. If Andy gets him, you know, Michael Vick was the first overall pick in 2001. And obviously the Eagles had Don McNabb. I'm not saying we should have had Michael Vick instead of Donna McNabb. But if Andy Reid was to have Michael Vick early in his career the same way that he has Patrick Mahomes now, I don't think it's crazy that we're going down in history saying Michael Vick is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That's how captivating the town he was, and it really just lasted that one season. I know he started some in 2011, and that was an up-and-down season. He got hurt. Vince Young finished up the year. 2012 a disastrous season. Nick Foles ends up finishing the year, and then 2013 to have that first Chip Kelly game that Michael Vick was a part of. It was unbelievable. They're going speed, 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 and they put up a ton of points on Washington in that first half. Obviously, that season ultimately gets known for Nick Foles more than anything when he comes in relief after Vick again gets injured. So it was a short-lived period of excitement, but how exciting it was to have Michael Vick in midnight green. Well, I guess and also Kelly Green that his uh, first game. That wasn't his first game. He played in 2009. Uh, but his, you know, first moment really taking over as the quarterback of the Eagles in Week One in uh, 2010, where they wore those throwback jerseys to honor to honor the 50th anniversary of the 1960 NFL championship team. The last time they wore Kelly Green jerseys, I'm sure lots of fans out there are still clamoring for the Eagles to bring that back. Number 10, we have our first player from the Eagles Super Bowl team on this list, Jason Peters. Jason Peters. Brian Duncan, my favorite player ever, maybe the most dominant Eagles player I've seen in my lifetime. Sure fire, first battle Hall of Famer, best left tackle in the NFL for a while. Just a complete B.A. I don't know if I could say that word. I'm weird with curses on here. I don't know what I can and can't get away with. So I will say this. That is one mean M.F. Or just, you know, think of the vibes he had in that Super Bowl season. Yes, he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but, you know, that picture of him on the plane ride back from Minnesota with uh, the Lombardi Trophy, you know, uh, next to him on the plane, carrying around, having a cigar in his mouth. What a cool guy. And then you have on the you know, Super Bowl parade, he's wearing that throwback Ryan Dawkins jersey. It's just incredible. And those are off-the-field things and more secondary things. But obviously an incredible player, a fearsome player, uh, the best lineman in Eagles history, a guy that will go down as an all-time Eagles great. It's unfortunate the way the last handful of years Kelsey's career has played, sorry, Peters' career has played out since the Super Bowl, where people are knowing him as this guy who's hanging around, why are the Eagles paying him this money? Why are they keeping him around? Why are they starting him over Andre Dillard? He gets hurt every plays. He has false starts, this, this, and that. I get that, and I feel bad. I wish Peter's retired already because I think it, it takes a hit on his ultimate legacy. Not for me, but for the Eagles general and public, especially fans that are a little bit younger than me. I'm 27, just turned 27 in May. Um, so some people don't really remember his early years in Philadelphia, where he was a you know first-time first-team All-Pro player and just as dominant as a lineman we've seen uh, in Philadelphia, and really one of the most dominant linemen in NFL history, to be frank. And you know I think I've told this story before, but in my short-lived time as a real reporter, I'm not a real reporter. I know people say like, oh, you have a blue check mark on Twitter, you're, you're right. I'm, a, I'm not. A, I'm not a reporter. I'm a guy who writes on the internet. I do social media work. I blog. I have fun. That's my personality. That's my brand. I Make a living doing it, and it is what it is. I'm not BLG. I'm not Jimmy Kemski. I'm not uh, Walter Cronkite over here. But in the 2014 season, so Chip's second season, I was interning for the Philadelphia Daily News. Bangkok. It, it was you know life changing internship that you know opened all these doors for me as a writer in the online media industry. And if it's not for that internship, I'm not where I am now. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but uh, the first Eagles practice. I'm attending, I'm sitting there and I watch, you know, you're waiting for the players to go off the field and get into the locker room at the practice. You go in the locker room and you get the coaching different players. You know, you talk to this player, you talk to this player, there's big scrums around the most famous players. Then maybe if you need to do a smaller profile, you slip away and ask a guy one-on-one questions, uh, which I've done before. And the first player off the field is Jason Peters. And he has his, you know, shoulder pads and helmet off. You know, if you played football and, know grade school or high school, you know, you know, you throw your helmet in between your shoulder pads after practice walking off the field. And he he has that and he's jogging off and he has this tattered undershirt on that he must wear for every practice that's this good luck charm, you know, dating back years and years whenever he was in college or played for the Bills, whatever it was. And it was so ripped and tattered that it looked like he was wearing a cape, like he was a superhero or maybe more of an anti-hero given how nasty and fierce he was on the field. And he was jogging off, and I know he's not hes not, this, he's not this, but it felt like in that moment he was like 6'9", 385 pounds, just this massive, hulking human being. And, man, I was just in awe. I, I've, I've seen Joel Embiid in locker rooms. I've interviewed a lot of players. I've interviewed someone who will be on our list later in Randall Cunningham. I, I've interviewed a lot of players in my time, especially when I was working for the Daily News. Uh, doing some work from USA today. I, I talked to a lot of players around the Eagles over the years, players in Philadelphia sports, Cole Hamels, whatever. I have never been starstruck ever, except in that moment with Jason Peters where that guy was just, I was like this, this guy, I, I watched him growing up on Sundays. He's this dominant president. He looks like he could just step on my, I'm six foot tall. He could just step on my chest and obliterate me without even really trying. Um, ultimate coolness. What a cool player. I hope younger Eagles fans, people that are younger know, I me, mean, like I said, I was 27, really realize how important he was to the Eagles being you know, consistently good from the Andy Reid era through the Doug Peterson era, and now or I guess, in the Nick Sirianni era. But a tremendous, tremendous player. Number eight, we have someone from my childhood, running back Brian Westbrook. Westbrook hops onto the scene, and what would that be? The 2002 season, he's a part of that, the original three-headed monster that the Eagles had between Deuce Daly, Ball Carter and Westbrook himself. And Westbrook's this local product. He played for Villanova's people who have Villanova ties, fans of Villanova basketball, obviously cling to this guy. He has that legendary punt return against the Giants. Miracle at the, the Meadowlands number two. Uh, the punt return touchdown that seals the win for the Eagles. You know, instant classic moment for the Eagles. I have that. Well, I don't have it, but in my parents' basement uh in South Philly, they have, you know, the him running down the sideline with the ball and the punter diving and missing, signed by Westbrook hanging up and, you know, kind of a, you know, I don't like the word man cave, but basically like the sports den in the basement of my childhood home. So just a cool player. Uh, still is involved in Eagles Media. He hosts, co-hosts, or frequent guests, everyone to say it on the Adam Lefko Show podcast, Return to Sports Bleacher Report. Shout out to Adam, who is a Recurring guest. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. Maybe I'll have to add him on before the Eagles starts. Huge Jalen Hurts guy like myself. Uh, But Westbrook was unbelievable. And I I think back to that 2003 season where he really established himself as the Eagles uh, starting running back going forward. Staley was gone. Buckholder was in a reserve role and became this captivating player who was just as good as a receiver as he was as a running back. And that was the year the Eagles – First unveiled black alternate jersey. So everyone wanted a kid. So I'm, I'm nine going on 10, however old I was. And every kid wants a black jersey. And the hardest jersey to get in town any sport was a black Brian Westbrook jersey. And you know I'm privileged enough that I got one for Christmas. Uh, I thank my parents for that. I was very lucky and fortunate that, that they could give that to me. But Uh, Westbrook uh, at that peak in 2003, he was the coolest Eagles in town. Every kid's favorite. So captivating, so electric, so dynamic. A player who would be, you know, like some players in this would be even better now in today's NFL than he was in 2003. Yes. Andy Reid was ahead of the curve on, you know, this West coast, you know, utilizing running backs as a receiver, but now he would have, I mean, he had catches seasons where he had not caught 90 balls. Uh, But now Uh, would be electric even more so Christian McCaffrey type player would be as good as Christian McCaffrey he'd be the number one player drafted in fantasy football if 2003 Brian Westbrook was coming into the 2021 season so all in love for the world for Westbrook Um, great player how can you dislike him who dislikes Brian Westbrook no number seven I don't want to cause a scene with this He is my favorite athlete of all time. He's awesome. He's the best. I have stuff framed with him all around me in my parents' home here in my my apartment here. It's not a slight because I'm still ranking him as one of the coolest players ever. He's my favorite Eagle ever. Uh, We did a poll during the pandemic last summer for BGN ranking everyone's favorite Eagle ever. I was running on Twitter doing this bracket. Had 64 Eagles players. He won. Um, Again, not a slight. Brian Dawkins, number seven. He's awesome, but there just happens to be players, I think, who are cooler than him. As dominant as he was on the field, um, you know, I love that weapon X persona that he has. Just what can you say about Brian Dawkins has been said, Hall of Famer, everyone's fair player growing up. And, you know, just someone who just speaks to you the way he, again, has become such a vocal proponent of mental health awareness as someone who struggled with mental health. Uh, issues throughout my life. I'm someone who has bipolar disorder. I've written about at different times uh for bleeding urination nation over the last handful of years. Uh Dawkins, without a doubt, an inspiring presence for me, someone who I absolutely adore, I absolutely love. Um, you know, I'm gonna be buried in a Brian Dawkins jersey. And, And Dawkins talked about this. You could you could look it up online. Um, I think it was around the time he was getting announced for the Hall of Fame. He's speaking at the Novacare complex. And Dawkins is talking about his relationship with Eagles fans. And obviously a super emotional guy, super emotional. I wear my heart on my sleeves. Dawkins wears his heart on his sleeves. That's why I absolutely love the guy. And he's talking about how, you know, the thing that gets to him the most, the thing that he feels most connected. I'm getting choked up saying this because he's getting choked up in the video. Is he's saying, you know, the thing that means the most to me is that when people tell him, I'm getting choked up. His relatives, uh, people's relatives get buried in his jerseys. And, you know, what kind of honor must that be as just an athlete to have that transformative effect on people that they're going to get buried in your clothing? And, you know, I don't know when I'll die, if it's 10 years from now, 20, 40, 60, 80, whatever it may be. Uh, I will be laid down in a Brian Dawkins jersey. And I have this quote. I, I, so when I was saying I did that poll for Bleeding Your Nation, for the when Dawkins won, I kind of wrote a profile about him, um, just talking about my love for him, how cool he was, the mental health stuff. And my quote to read is, Brian Dawkins is my favorite athlete of all time. From his ferocious play to his pregame hype to his obsession with Wolverine to his public battle with mental illness, Brian Dawkins is everything I've ever wanted from an eagle. And he quote read it and replied, There are none that has, is, or will walk the face of the earth that is considered strong, that didn't start off at a place of weakness or lack, be it physically, mentally, spiritually, and in most cases financially. Most choose tough paths and grow stronger over time. What a guy. Brian Dawkins, Philadelphia legend. Maybe, you know, might go down as people's favorite Philadelphia athlete of all time. But they're just players who I think are cooler, more dynamic. As much energy Dawkins brought, he still had this, thing shroud of, mysterious around him he wasn't you know someone who's in the face in the press he was you know he was physical he was all these things but these other players have a different type of le- electricity to them that separates Dawkins from them whereas Dawkins is again my favorite eagle ever but we're talking about this coolness this it factor it's a little bit different to me and that's what's cool about this for not pun not intended but it's obviously a very subjective thing if you had Brian Dawkins right as cool eagle ever I'm not going to argue with him again my favorite athlete of all time but for the purpose of this, this is just the vibe going forward.
0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Profit Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G-Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G-Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Number five. Another player whose tenure in Philadelphia was lived short, but one that will live forever in Eagles fans' hearts. Terrell Owens. T.O. Uh, 2004 most impactful acquisition in Philadelphia sports since Moses Malone in the 1983 season just changed everything that until 2017 I had never experienced a sports season like the 2004 Eagles I was 10 years old I was in 5th grade nothing could be more captivating than that and from the first game in Philadelphia uh playing against the New York Giants he has those three touchdowns he's celebrating he's doing all the touchdown dances all throughout the season standing on the Dallas star in the end zone when they go and beat Dallas on Monday night football all of these things. It's an incredible, incredible season that, again, it, it's a it's a nostalgic thing. Brian, uh, T.O. comes to Philadelphia, and I'm 10 years old, and that's something that will live in my mind forever. I just discovered this. Let me see if I could, like, show it on the camera. I don't know how good it will work. I had this picture I found uh, just because it's Sixers stuff. We're getting all in for the season. It's a picture of former Sixers mascot uh, hip-hop and T.O holding a custom Sixers jersey. I posted this on Instagram. The guy who runs Mitchell Ness's Instagram reply was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I said, if you make this jersey, I will buy it instantaneously. Can you see it? Pretty cool, right? Yeah. But T.O., no one owned the city like T.O. did in 2004. Maybe never before, Certainly never since. Again, we've had Nick Foles win a Super Bowl. We have all these things. Nick Foles isn't on this list. Nick Foles is the most important Philadelphia athlete of all time. But he is decidedly a very, very uncool person. And at the same time, that's what makes him such a special figure is that this this dorky Westlake, Texas guy comes in here and comes to this northeast city, this hardened, hardened city. This dorky guy who wears those webbed sneakers or whatever where they have the different toe holes comes in here and leaves everyone with a lifetime of memories from just a few short weeks in January and February 2018. So Nick, I love him, but it's definitely not on this list. T.O., again, just just had had the city in the palm of his hand. Like no athlete since maybe Iverson in 2001. No athlete since, I mean, everyone loved Ray Halliday in 2010, but like it wasn't that same thing. It's different when it's the Eagles and uh, his persona is obviously a lot different than the one Doc Halliday had. Uh, so Tio, his persona, his electricity, the vibes he gave off his, the way he talked to the press, the way he showboated all of these things. It's one of those players that if he's not on your team, you probably hate him, but if he's on your team, he's the best guy ever. Uh, you know, before the draft, I bought some of Tio's wine, uh, it's 81 Vino, I think is the name of the brand. Really good. Not a huge wine guy, but I got to support my guy, Tio. Love it. Owns a winery now. That has to that has to be a factor on the list, right? Owns a winer. who doesn't like that good wine. This isn't a this isn't a you know a plug. This isn't an ad. This isn't a Kenwood beer things hoagies thing. I just liked his wine, and again, gotta love to So I'm gonna give him a little from the bleachers boost. Number four, a guy who had two stints in Philadelphia, as Merrill Reese would say, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun, miracle at the New Meadowlands, you know, before the Super Bowl, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. The Eagles, whether it's his rookie season, you know, absolutely, absolutely terrorizing the Dallas Cowboys, the way he played in 2008 NFC Championship game, uh, the punt return against Giants and the Miracle of New Meadowlands, the way he played against Dallas in 2010. You know, his first game back in Philadelphia in what was that, the 2019 season, obviously his second tenure and second stint in Philadelphia did not go well. Injury played goes out. With a wimper. We did have again that play, that pass with Jalen Hurts um against Dallas past year. Obviously, the Eagles didn't win the game. But when Jalen Hurts connected with Deshaun Jackson, I felt like, you know, it was my my teen years connecting with my mid to late 20s, and I was like running around my apartment. I was so excited. Again, the Eagles didn't win the game. They didn't win the division. They ended up being a bad loss. Jalen Hurts didn't play too well. I think that was his worst game he played all season. At the same time, a uh, magical moment and you know, Deshaun Jackson is one of those players. He's he, we talk about like flashball memories, took intro to psychology in college. Like most people it was in a you know 700 person lecture hall. I did not pay attention well. did not study. Well, it was not an environment conducive to learning for me specifically. Uh, but they talk about like flashball memories. These things where, you know, what did you what did you do? Who were you with? What did you eat for dinner the day before the miracle? The new metal You have no idea, do you? No, because who would remember that? Can you remember where you were, who you were with, what you were doing during the Miracle at the New Meadowlands, during Deshaun's first game back in Philadelphia? He has those two touchdowns against Washington, his old team. If you can remember all of those things, Deshaun Jackson is the personification of a flashbulb memory for Philadelphia Eagles fans. Deshaun has given me so many memories. And, again, his first tenure here ended in murky terms. Second tenure here uh, doesn't really go too well. But, ultimately, Deshaun... Uh, Eagles legend will be in the Eagles Hall of Fame. Maybe the greatest deep threat in NFL history. And just the guy who's given every Eagles fan so many memories and the bravado he carried himself with. The way he's hyping himself up, hyping the Eagles team up before that punt return against the Giants in 2010. What more can you say about the guy? Incredible. Number three, second Super Bowl champion on this list, Jason Kelsey warrior plays throughout injuries has been the anchor of the Eagles offensive line for a decade, you know, toys are the time, but keeps coming back, keeps coming back, keeps grinding. And no matter who's under center behind him, underneath him, however you want to say it uh, just consistent excellence, a guy who should be in the hall of fame one day. And the main reason he's up here, obviously part of the, you know, he's a great guy in the community as it's a Twitter inside joke, but just someone who breathes that Philadelphia energy that we all love. But his iconic, legendary, however you want to say it, Super Bowl parade speech will go down and Philadelphia lore, not Philadelphia sports lore, just Philadelphia lore, period, as one of the biggest things that's ever happened in the city. Maybe the biggest thing since the, uh, the Declaration of Independence. Obviously, I'm joking, but at the same time, not really. So Jason Kelsey, short, simple, that speech. Michael Lombardi, you clown, go scram. Jason Kelsey, number three. Uh, number two, top two guys. Two guys, you know, I, I'm not showing my age here. Two guys I never saw play in an Eagles uniform, but I think they're that special. Number two, Jerome Brown played at the U during their peak, you know, Jimmy Johnson era when they were, you know, wearing Army fatigues getting off the plane before playing in a bowl game. Uh, Jerome Brown, you know, Reggie Wade was obviously the best defensive player in Eagles history, maybe the best defensive player in NFL history. But Jerome felt like the heart and soul of that team. There's obviously a mystique, uh, you know, you know mythological aspect of him that this this r that comes with his untimely early passing and it's so unfortunate a guy who could have been a hall of famer in his own right but that just adds to the the r around him and what made him such a captivating presence you hear guys like reuben frank or some of these older reporters and writers talk about jerome brown and you know they say he was the greatest locker room presence ever in terms of a guy who was just so full of energy so full of life the funniest guy out there but at the same time uh was dominant, absolute pure dominance. Again, you know, not Reggie White, but again, if he has a long career, maybe he is a guy that could have been a Hall of Famer. And we always think about bring it home for Jerome. And it's unfortunate the Eagles couldn't have done that in the 90s, but uh, I think it was so poetic that the Eagles won uh, the Super Bowl, I believe it was the day before Jerome Brown's birthday, back on February 4th. Let me, let me just double-check, Jerome Brown's birthday. Jerome Brown birthday. February 4th. So they won the Super Bowl on his 53rd birthday. They won Super Bowl 52 on his 53rd birthday. They finally brought it home. I went to Mitchell Ness that week. Every, every uh, year, Mitchell Ness says this crazy Super Bowl sale. I never went because the Eagles are like never in the Super Bowl. But that year I went and I got a Jerome Brown jersey. The first time I wore it was during the Super Bowl. And, you know, it felt so poetic. I took a picture of the jersey, put it on Twitter before the game, before I put it on. I was just bring it home bring it home for drum brandon graham uh a guy who i should have had on this list but i forgot because i made the list hastily brandon graham don't be mad at me brandon graham uh let's make a top 11 and we'll throw you in there somewhere sounds like brandon graham yeah mess that one up it is what it is someone's gonna get mad in like two days when this gets posted i'm gonna remember ah should have put that guy in there but brandon graham uh legendary figure cool guy the way he you know sniper 88 va in the uh the chat comments right now just sounded – just reminded me of him. So, my bad, BG. You know, whatever. It's it's June 2nd. I'm talking about the Eagles. It's not going to be a perfect thing. Brandon Graham. Let me do a little Brandon Graham speech. Sure, why not? We could put – let's pencil Brandon Graham in at 2.5. We're redoing the list. Jason Kelsey's still three. Jerome Brown still two. 2.5 on the list. Brandon Graham, underdog figure, gets hated in this town. He's not Earl Thomas. It is his first defensive line coach hates him. Chip Kelly plays him out of position in a 3-4 defense. Comes back, keeps grinding, keeps grinding. You know, the best interview I've ever had during my time as a reporter, the most electric personality I've seen in an Eagles locker room. Again, I haven't been in an Eagles locker room a ton in my life, but when I was there during the Chip Kelly years, no one had this gravitas around him like Brandon Graham. Makes the biggest play in the history of Philadelphia sports. Brandon Graham, forever an Eagles legend. Keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding. Everyone used to hate in this town. Now he will forever be a legend. And somehow it seems he keeps getting better and better in age, making his first Pro Bowl appearance in 2020 after being drafted in 2010. A guy who I hope can finish his career in Philadelphia and I hope a guy who can succeed going into his mid-30s. Brandon Graham, love you forever. You know, he's officially on the list. He's officially on the list. He's 2.5. 2.5. Jerome Brown, 2.5. Brandon Graham, 3. Jason Kelsey. So we have three people from the Super Bowl team on this list. Snipes, you got me on that. You sniped me, literally. You sniped me. So now he's on the list. Someone else I forget, like Carson Wentz. I don't know. Malcolm Jenkins could have been on here um, for sure, especially with the social activism and stuff. is incredible. Um, some of the other guys, Fletcher Cox. But it's a subjective thing. Brandon Graham has to be on here now. So he. this is a top 11, I guess. Brandon Graham's 2.5. Make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I'm human. And that's, that's from the bleachers. I'm just a dumb fan. Ranting about the Eagles. It is what it is. Number one. Randall Cunningham a guy I didn't see playing Eagles as an Eagle but from whoever I talked to older Eagles fans my dad family friends Twitter friends whoever it is um you know Michael Vick before Michael Vick played you know most of his prime in Philadelphia obviously he had his best season ever in 1998 with the Minnesota Vikings playing with Chris Carter and Randy Moss his old teammate Chris Carter uh but someone even more so than Vick if he played now he'd be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer now. He's kind of a Hall of Very Good guy. I know he's been on the ballot a couple of different times. Uh, I actually, interviewed him once. At, what is it? You know, what's the casino on Columbus Boulevard, Delaware, whatever, uh, Parks, whatever. I interviewed him there once um, when he was on the Hall of Fame ballot in 2014. Was wasn't going to say he deserved to be in a Hall of Fame. Didn't want to say he revolutionized that game, but I kind of tried to put those words in his mouth because I really believe he did. Uh, he'd be he'd be better than Lamar Jackson if he played now. The human highlight reel, and we want to steal Dominique Wilkins' nickname for him. Uh, He has the play against uh, Harry Carson on Monday Night Football, Uh, you know, back in the day playing against the Giants, all these crazy plays. uh, Just, you know, that the punt, the what is it, the 99 yard touchdown uh, against the Bills in Buffalo. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Well, I skipped number six on my list. Again, I'm all over the place. Because I was so ants to go to Terrell And so we're going to cross off. We're gonna, I'm going to redo the list at the end. This guy I liked. I had Mike quick on here because it was time as an announcer. But I'm going to redo the list. This is live. I'm doing it live. We're having fun here. It's June 2nd on a Wednesday afternoon. Sixers play tonight. Eagles aren't playing for three months. Let's do it. New list, new list. We're going to keep Vic at 10. We like that. Nine, JP, eight, B dub. Seven Dawkins, Mike Quick, you're off the list. Sorry, pal. Number six, TO. Number five, Deshaun Jackson. Number four, we have Jason Kelsey. And I'm actually gonna drop Jerome to number three. Then we have two BG, not BLG, not Brendan Lee Gown, but Brandon Grand. And still gonna rock with Randall number one. No Eagle has ever looked cooler than Randall Cunningham wearing that white jersey and those silver pants. That's my favorite Eagles look ever, ever, ever. And I think it's because of Randall Cunningham. Let's look up. There's some crazy posters of Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham poster. Let's see. Oh, like the Rocket Randall. Rocket Randall Cunningham. He has the ultimate weapon sports illustrated cover, iconic, doing that kind of like Tim Tebow jump throw, another sports shirt sure to cover where he's juking out Monday Night Madness. You know, Randall Cunningham, the Eagles smash the Cowboys. Who, who wouldn't love that? And then the one where he's in space, Rocket Randall Cunningham. That's something I, I want on my wall. Like I want that framed and signed in my office. And Bede, we got Ducky here. Wait, they said that? No. No. Oh my god, we're doing this live on the podcast. No. Small meniscus tear. Oh my god, I want I want to die. Managing potential swelling and pain on the knee will be <sighs> Well, we're going to end this podcast on a downer. I have to like answer like 35 texts. Yeah, I want to die. It is what it is. Got this list out. Honestly, if that happened before I did this, I would have been so bummed out and didn't do the podcast. So we're ending this on a whimper. Whatever. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, whatever. Leave us a five-star review. Day-to-day, but it hurts. I mean, it says it's a small meniscus tear. I don't know how that's day-to-day. You know, a small tear. I mean, that's still a tear as his meniscus. Well, that's a bummer. Not you now. But, you know, shout out to all these coolest Eagles players ever, all these guys I've listed. All great guys. All Eagles legends. Life sucks. Go Sixers. Go Ben Simmons. Go birds, keep leading green. Ending on a whimper. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, whoever. However, you don't identify yourself. I'm sorry it ends like this, but it is what it is. Keep leading green.
0: you can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully, those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd I'm home on? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products.